Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Fearscape Media Network, exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Fearscape Media Network is your new home for everything weird and enlightening. Check out podcasts and YouTube shows covering content from discussions on horror films to the paranormal to meditation. Find out more at fearscapemedia.com. Hey, Blanket Huggers, Stefan here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast, and do we have a scary good deal for you right now. If you head over to fearscapepodcast.com forward slash Gamefly, you can get a 30-day free trial Gamefly subscription on us. Now, if you're not familiar with Gamefly, it's a game and movie rental service where you can play the hottest video games for systems like the Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, or even the PS4. You can get up to two games or movies out at a time, and you can do that an unlimited amount of times a month. Josh and I love to play our game systems, and I am really enjoying the Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. And if you're like me, games are too expensive to buy and beat in the same weekend. Well, with Gamefly, you can get it and keep a game as long as you need. Then you just send it back and get the next game on your list. So head on over to fearscapepodcast.com forward slash Gamefly today and give it a try. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another spooky episode of Fearscape here on 100.9 FM WCHQ, as well as the Destination Nation Network. My name is Stefan Gearhart, and I am joined, as always, by my beautiful co-host, Mr. Josh Rutledge. Well, thank you, Stefan. I'm not sure I would use beautiful to describe Oh, me. I would. I would. They, they can't see you in radio land? <laughs> <laughs> you are, sir, a dashing Dapper. I'm going to use dapper. Dapper. That's Very a good one. Dapper, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, we have an incredible episode today. Uh, we are interviewing. We're doing another Getting Spooky episode, but this time we are doing it uh, with a new friend of mine, Mr. Steven Stanick. So say hello, sir. Hello, everybody. And uh, he hit me up. Uh, well, actually, I hit him up uh, about a listener story, and then from there it just spiraled. And uh, come to find out, uh, he's got as many stories as we do. So I, I said, why don't we have you come on the show? Let's talk about all your stories. And uh, it, I, I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. Uh, and I'm glad you're here, Josh. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yep. yep. Uh, but yeah, before we get into your interview, Mr. Stephen, <laughs> I'm not uh, Stephen, 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 Stephen. Um, before we get into that, let's get into a little bit of spooky news. 
All right, so Josh, you said you got a little something for spooky news for us today. Yeah. What what you got? So I, I got this uh, this guy in uh, in India who for the oh li- you have a guy? Well, I, I don't have a guy. Oh, the the news story is of a <laughs> is of a gentleman oh. in India. Okay, um, who for the last three years has been um, attacked by a murder of crows. So, in case you don't know, a murder of crows is just a group of crows. A group of right. crows, yeah. Right. You know, it's not anything spectacular, but no, it's pretty spectacular. Well, yeah, but it's there's so, a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically like you know the Alfred Hitchcock movie. Every time the dude goes outside, uh, they, in his words, dive bomb him like a group of fighters going in for the kill. <laughs> oh wow! So he he says it's all a misunderstanding that basically three years ago. He went outside, and there was a chick of a crow laying on the sidewalk, and he picked it up, and it died in his hands. <laughs> and so now he thinks, the crows think, that they killed one of theirs, and so they're going to get him oh back. Oh, my God. I oh mean, my. it takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a little tidbit I can kind of yeah. segue into yeah. there with that. I actually watched a documentary not too long ago. They were talking about the behavior of crows, and when, one of their, when a crow dies, they... I think they called it a crow funeral. A lot of the crows in the area will come, mm-hmm. and what they're doing is they're observing and trying to figure out why one of theirs died, and they kind of like, like, kind of like an investigator. Mm. And they, oh, nice! Yeah, and and they kind of, I guess, as a way of like, hey, you know, this killed my buddy, yeah. so stay away from that. So like CSI, so they get to the end, they right. realize it's the guy that killed the baby. One of the crows puts sunglasses yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, they get into a Chevelle and drive away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. So for three years he's had to deal with yeah, this. With them, wow. just every time so, he goes outside, they. God, talk. can you imagine the stories that are being passed down? Because I, I mean, I don't know how long crows live. I know they do live quite a while. But like that, I wonder if every new generation, every new generation. Hey, gets you got to find this guy, <laughs> and you got to attack. Him. You know, it's like Frank. You're on first shift, Ralph. Yep. You're on second. Yep, yep. Man, that's crazy. Uh, where did where did we get that news from? That was from Oddity. Oddity, nice. Uh, so yeah, you got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, let's get out of here. That was spooky news. Yeah, I don't want to get murdered by a murder of crows. I mean, I think if they get their like flanks big enough, he's he's yeah. done for. I mean, a, a crow's a pretty big bird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you get you know, I don't know how many make up a murder, but it's got to be quite a bit. <laughs> where where two or more are gathered, <laughs> yeah. a crow is there. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're gonna move right into uh, creepy ketchup. Uh, I don't have anything this week. It's been a pretty uneventful week for me which i'm happy about uh, but yeah i know you got something and uh if you've got anything that's happened recently you're w- welcome to share but yeah let's go on and get into some creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup creepy ketchup y'all it's creepy all right joshy poo what you got Yep, so um, I'm at work uh, the other day, and I go into the, um, the stall to, to use the restroom. First mistake. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> my, my bathroom only has stalls, actually, even the urinal. Even room. the urinal? Yep, in stalls. Wait, weird. you work at home, don't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I, you know, every, every man needs to have a urinal at home. Dude, I would love to have a urinal at home, man. <laughs> So yeah, so I go in the stall and um, I hear uh, someone clear their throat and grunt in the stall next to me. 
uh, you know, it's no big deal. It's a bathroom, <laughs> it's a right? Bathroom, right? Yeah. So, but I, I, I get done and I go out to wash my hands, and uh, there's no one in the stall next to me. Oh wow! Wow! You don't think th- was the door open? No, I mean the door's closed, and no one, no one came in or left while I was. Oh, okay. Because I was like, do you think they picked their feet up? And that's kind of <laughs> super creepy. I mean, it, the, I mean, the door to the stall was was open. I mean, there was no one in. Well, there. that's what I was asking. Like, was yeah. it locked or, or it open? No, I mean it's it's not like they went in there, and locked it, and crawled underneath. I mean, I would have seen that, right? So. Now, did you get the willies? Because I would have got the willies. <laughs> no, not really. You were like. <sighs> Man, it's work bathroom, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, it's bad enough that guys go in there and use the restroom and don't wash their hands. So maybe no. it's the ghost of stuff. In the <laughs> it's past. just ghost of grime, <laughs> and not Rick Grimes either. Um, yeah, no, like I said, I didn't have anything happen this week. Uh, it's been a pretty, pretty solid week, though. I've already been talking to Brad a little bit. Who, you know, he's been like, of course. As soon as I step down, everything has been happening to me. <laughs> so I I think that when we have him on in a couple months to kind of check up on him, I think he'll have some pretty good stories. So awesome. it should be should be pretty fun. But yeah, uh so yeah, that was creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Y'all it's creepy. All right, so yeah, that was some creepy ketchup. Mysterious mustard. (laughs) (laughs) Myopic mayonnaise. (laughs) Uh, But no, uh, that's uh, that's creepy ketchup. I I always hate when I say this, but I was about to say, boy, I hope I got something next week. No, no, I don't. (laughs) No, I don't. Um, No, but thank you, Josh, for sharing that with us. And uh, so let's let's get back to talking. We've got our guest here, uh, Stephen Stanek. Thank you so much for uh, reaching out to me and uh, agreeing to come on the show. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. And all that stuff. And so we're just going to hit you up with some questions. I know you got a lot of stuff to talk about, but, you know, mm-hmm. the first question we tend to usually ask is, is like, what was your first experience? You know, um, for both of us, it was kind of when we were both younger, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, what was your first experience with the paranormal? My first experience was actually in the house I grew up in, my, my dad's house. Um, apparently, the, the late... I don't know if the man who lived there, but there was an elderly couple that lived there before my parents moved in. And the woman had passed away inside there. And, you know, when I was about probably four, five years old, kind of when you really start kind of remembering stuff, Mm -hmm. I remember my dad usually, you know, talking about the the ghost woman or you know, (laughs) talking about that. So you already, you had parents open to this. Yes. That's cool. And, uh, you know, being a kid, I ne- I didn't see it until maybe I was like six or so. Um, but it just, I guess I've always kind of had that uh, affinity, you know, like mm-hmm. I can sense it. And I just I always felt like it, if I was alone, which I kind of was sometimes, like even just in my own room, it, you know, it just felt, felt weird, eerie, like something was watching me. Um. But the first time I seen it, though, my parents, they went out of town on a camping trip. And my uncle stayed the night to watch me and my sister. Well, me and my uncle ended up sleeping on the couch where my dad normally did. And mm-hmm. that's just because whatever, that's where he chose to. But we both happened to wake up at the same time and witness the same thing that my dad would always tell us. And this ghostly apparition of a lady, like a white, you know, white classic white lady yeah yeah yeah. 
and with her little like white gown she came out of the the doorway which was went in where like my room was she would come out and she would turn the the lamp out in the living room <laughs> and so mind you you know i was born in 86 so this is in the 90s and mm-hmm. some of the older kind of stuff we still had right the lamp that we had hung from the ceiling but it was fashioned like a gas lantern but it had the uh the turn on the bottom yeah the twist Mm -hmm. yeah the twist turn on the bottom when you clicked it it'd come on click it go off the lamp would turn off the tv we had uh when you pushed the button to turn it on it stayed in when you pushed it again it'd come out to turn off yeah but you know she'd turn the lamp off the tv off and then she'd go into what was the dining room kitchen area take her hand ruffle the curtains and just kind of, and just disappear. Oh, oh, that's oh yeah. And well. I mean, I know you had mentioned kind of chronologically. I'm just because, yeah. You feel free to skip well, around. No, too, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say you know while I'm on this topic, you know, eventually my dad he did some he he's he does concrete for a living construction. You know, so he started doing some remodeling on the house, and it really just kind of he took the window out of the dining room. And, and boarded it up because he was going to add on mm-hmm. to oh, it, okay. yeah. right? And then uh, when he did that, the, so now the, now you're messing with, I guess, the routine, right. right? Right. So the window's no longer there. He took this that lantern out of the living room and put a ceiling fan in, and then put that lantern in above the dining room table. And of course, you know, as time goes on, you get new TVs. But it was weird because. I guess where it interrupted her, you know, dis- disrupted her routine, it changed. And she became the lady in the lamp. <laughs> like, like she, like, she kind of lived in the lamp right. in a way. Like, we didn't see her anymore, but the lamp. And, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, the electrical wasn't yeah, done yeah. right. And it's like, okay, fair is fair. But, I mean, sure. when you turn the lamp on and the switch on on the wall and it doesn't come on or vice versa when it's off and you turn it off there at the lamp and it doesn't turn off and you try to do the switch over there on the wall and it still doesn't turn off you know and it like it really had almost like a mind of its own it would it would come on when it wanted to it would turn off when it Mm. wanted to and sometimes it wouldn't turn off or on when you tried to do the so what's interesting is like i i my grandparents' house, you know, it, it was uh, had spirits, I'd say, and mm-hmm. uh, but I I noticed that after change like that, um, there would be a period of activity, and then things would kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, die down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know, I just just curious, you know, how long after all of that was moved around, you know, was it did it continue to be active like that, or was it you know was there like a period of high activity and then it kind of went away? You know. Kind of, it's it's a little hard too because as that time you know kind of progressed, yeah, um, life happens. My oh, yeah. pa- my parents got separated, mm-hmm. divorced. I didn't stay. I wasn't didn't live at that house anymore. I mean, I'd go visit and all that. Yeah. So it, when you live somewhere, you have a lot more better. Sure, you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I will say though, even to this day, um, both house. I mean, I'll get into my mom's house. Is you know a little bit later but 
even to this day, you know, going to my dad's house, it's like... So he's still got the same house? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know what it is, but when I was in high school, you know, this stuff happened when I was fairly young. Yeah, right. Um, you know, even when I was in high school, he would go down to Mexico for vacation, and he'd have me come and feed the dogs, you know, take care of the dogs, mm-hmm, cats, yeah. all that. And uh, I went there one night, and... <laughs> Growing up, he collected turtles, and then the turtle passed away, so then he started collecting clocks. And there was like 30 clocks all ticking at the same <laughs> so time. So he's like, I'm tired of these things dying. Let's, let's get something that well, can just be wound back right, up. Right, right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if that added to it or not, but I remember walking in and just getting this feeling that kind of was uneasy, and all I hear is 30 clocks tick. Oh. So, and I, I run in, and grab the you know the dog food and go put it in their bowl and the cat and everything real quick and i'm kind of, i'm getting ready to leave and it just feels even worse and i'm yep. just like i'm out i told my dad i said i will do it but only during the day <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's something uh about clocks because it's rhythmic and so it almost gives a hypnotic mm-hmm. feel that yeah. you don't want someone to be able to tap into um, it's interesting you talked about that light because I know last episode with Josh we talked about the old oh, house, yeah, your grandmother's house with the light coming yeah. on and off as well. Hmm. Um, very interesting. I mean, lights are classic. Lights yeah. are very. And in well, fact, I, EM fields and that sort of thing. It's yeah, easier to control. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, but yeah, what else you got for us, man? I'm anxious. I'm like, <laughs> give it to me all. Give it to me all. Already, I'm like, yep. Yep. So uh, before I actually, okay, go I, I'm going to take a step back and say um, it's interesting the way that spirit feels because we talk about the two types of hauntings, residual and mm-hmm. intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, residual tends to be an echo, so it is very routine. Right. Uh, but then there's those ones that are intelligent, but they kind of sit in the middle. They're still very much about their routine, but can change mm-hmm. based off of you know things happening which gives them a sense of intelligence whereas real residual will happen whether the house falls or not you know like it'll still happen so Uh, like in the case of uh if the the house was remodeled you know they're still going to go do their routine Mm -hmm. so when they're you maybe in their lifetime there was a door or stairs here and then it was changed and they still go through the wall yeah you'll see and you'll see that yeah in a lot of stories you'll see them walk through a wall where a door used to be absolutely mm-hmm. well I've, I've heard even where you know maybe it was a light that was turned on yeah the light moved or replaced with something else well whatever is there now oh, gets wow. turned on and on oh, wow. so it's just a it's more of a, a activity for a a, a location within whatever mm-hmm. the residence yeah. is so okay but anyways i didn't mean to cut you off there <laughs> oh, i just oh, was thinking about that and forgot <laughs> it's okay it's okay uh, I guess kind of moving forward from there, uh, my elementary school, it, I'm sure, I don't know how true, I don't think it's that true, but when I was there, there was a myth of it was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Uh, yeah, I think that, well, here's the thing. <clears throat> it probably was. There was a lot more than yeah. people realized. Now, also, let me ask you this. Are you from Louisville or? No, I am originally from Tucson, Arizona. Oh, and, all right, another Arizona person. And just, uh. Around where I live in Tucson, there's like four different uh, Native American oh, yeah. tribes. Oh yeah, one, well, and you're just miles away from Tombstone as well. Right. Oh yeah, because oh, okay. like I think I told Tombstone. you this, I just went out there a couple months ago. Really? So, yeah, we went out. My brother lives in Phoenix, so we went down to Tucson okay. and and Tombstone. Okay. Well, you and know, stuff. when they, when they when people build, um, if they discover human mm-hmm. remains, they're supposed to call 
places right. and reported and everything. Right. But if you have a if you have a contractor who's kind of um, shady, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. they may uncover and not tell anybody. Right. So then you end right. up with structures being built on graveyards without right. really anybody knowing about it. Yep. Um, I was stationed in Fort Drum, New York for some time, and I, I stayed in this little trailer there uh, in Calcium, New York. And it was on the news and, and all that. It was a big thing because they were doing some construction, replacing water lines or something. They're doing work in the ground. Mm-hmm. And there was a geologist or archaeologist. I can't remember which. Probably the archaeologist. But he was he know he knew that that the sit the town or calcium was kind of over an old uh, I think they were the Blackfoot maybe. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. No, well, no that sounds uh, right for New York. Yeah, I was but, actually, well, funny because we just, on my horror movie podcast, okay. we just did the burning, and it's set in New York okay. at Camp Blackfoot. Okay. So. I, I, I yeah. think, I, I, you know, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But, so anyways, he started following this construction crew because he knew that it was built over what used to be, mm-hmm. what he believed to be a Native American Indian uh, settlement or, you know. So he was following them. And you know, hoping they'll find some kind of artifacts. Right. Or something. So I'm coming home, coming home one day, and you know, the road wasn't blocked off, but there's cops and this, and you know, a mm-hmm. bunch of I've never, you know, people in suits, and I'm kind of like, what's going on? Literally, right at the end of my driveway to that trailer park in the other road, they were when they were digging, they found the remains of a of a Native American, like curled up mm-hmm. almost around the existing pipe. Wow. And, yeah, and they had, you know, they had to contact the tribe and have and and have their guidance of what was going to be done, and it just was, which what they believe was, let it lie where it is and yes. go around. Yeah, yep. so. have we not seen poltergeist? People? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, it's and you know, we've heard the story of mine, my where my old neighborhood where I grew up was Toledo City Cemetery, and then when mm-hmm. the city expanded, they moved it. Well. <laughs> yeah. How much did they really move? You know. Well, like, and, and, and how much? How much is tied to uh, the body versus you know tied to a location, right? Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So, but you were saying that your elementary school yes. was more than likely, yes. but if that was out west, probably had a better chance of it. <laughs> well, especially because um, you know there's a lot. There's just a lot of. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of traffic there. I mean, I don't know if you call them nomads, but, you know, they mm-hmm. kind of would move around yeah. from here or there, mm-hmm. you know. And the desert, you just, you kind of do that, too. You know, you're always searching, you're always foraging, yep. you're moving around, you have a large footprint. Um, but, yeah, so the reason I bring that up, though, is the kids would always say that in, in use of why it was haunted. They, right. The school was, was haunted. Right. And, you know, the, I have a friend I still have on Facebook, you know, you anybody could reach out. Well, not anybody, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've talked to him, you know, even recently about it. And, you know, he was telling, you know, we're like, man, you know, it was real crazy. So the story I have about that is when you were like, until you were like in third or fourth grade, you had to use a different set of bathrooms mm-hmm. normally because that's where your classes were. Right. And then, like, the fourth and fifth graders had another their own set of bathrooms. But when you had your lunch and recess, you had to use theirs. And I remember I went in during lunch or recess one day, and I went... So there's a door, you go in the door, and then there's another door. Mm-hmm. So when I went in the first door, the second door was kind of... 
flapping open and shut kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of weird. And as it was doing that, you could kind of see the lights kind of flickering inside. And I'm like, oh, I got to go. You know, I got to really go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know? so, so I go in. I open the second door. I go in there. And it's just, <laughs> I can't explain it. But it was just the oddest thing that I've probably ever really seen in, as far as that goes. The Every single stall in the, in the, like, maybe the two, but every stall door is flapping open and shut slamming. The oh, water's man. turning on and off. The lights are turning on and wow. off. The toilets are flushing. Toilet paper is literally, like, flying around the center of the room like a cyclone almost. Jeez. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> you just found the door that's not flapping, right? I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, went, I, I went to the other one. It's just, like, just Slimer in there getting, yeah. getting done what he's got to get done. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like I'd like to think that someone was you know pulling a prank. I mean, okay, fine, that explains the doors, but how are you turning the? You yeah, can't. Right. How do you are you twirling the, the toilet right, paper? Yeah, right yeah, yeah, exactly. Some kids in there with a leaf blower, you know. <laughs> you know I, I think when you kind of start getting into this stuff, I think a lot of people, it's just kind of a natural reaction to try to uh, disprove it. Yeah, debunk it or disprove it. Right, right, Just to try to make you feel a little better. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, we we do that as well. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we try to debunk to make sure that we're not falsifying things. But, I mean, something like that, I mean, come on. Right. You know, I'm talking about, like, you know, a light came on, and we're like, oh, my God, but it was really just Dan flipping the switch. But we didn't want to find out that it was Dan. Right. (laughs) You know, so, yeah, stuff like that, though, I mean, that's nuts. I mean, that puts puts you closer to my childhood. I had a lot of crazy stuff like that happen. Um, Yeah, our school was purported to be haunted. It, It definitely wasn't over an Indian burial ground, but... It was, we had that, these two, I thought they were underground tunnels. It's where like the tables would get stacked on and these rollers and they would open these huge doors and slide them in. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, somebody told me that that's where the underground railroad was before I knew what the underground railroad was. And so I was told that that's where they sent bad kids and like oh. just all kinds of crazy stuff. So I thought that huh. these tunnels just went deep, like straight into hell. And I went to Catholic school. Oh, and oh, so wow. yeah, I thought this was like a pass to hell, you know, <laughs> and I couldn't even look inside there. And when I had to like help to do the uh, lunchroom stuff because you always have students do it I never volunteered for tables (laughs) (laughs) and nothing I mean I never saw anything but it was all just the the fear of it we had uh, culverts is what they are you know Um, they would run under the school Mm -hmm. and other buildings and stuff and I heard there was one uh, by by my high school that if you went down and looked out like where you know before it was real far in like right there going kind of in people would spray paint it like this is the entrance to hell yeah. and, and i don't know you know i don't i just you know i've just seen that but i just think it's funny you know you bring it up like i heard stories of people like actually taking flashlights and walking through there and it's like what are you trying to find the ninja turtles I yeah mean, <laughs> I w- that'd be that the the best case scenario <laughs> what's that what's that movie where they go into the tunnels underneath paris or whatever and they find as above so below yeah. one of my favorite oh, movies yeah. of all time god yeah. it's crazy good it's scary it's so scary um, it's also it chapter one and chapter two. They're also in the tunnels um, <laughs> <laughs> down there with Derpa. <laughs> Derpa, that's what they are to me. Uh, but yeah, I I completely get that. Um, so you got any uh, stories when you're lo- like high school, maybe? 
I do. Um, I have some, you know, going forward, um, my mom's, uh, after they, my parents separated. Oh, we, yeah, you said something yeah. about your mom's house. Yeah. yeah. After my, my parents separated, we spent a little bit of time in Benson, Arizona, which is a really, well, back then it was a lot smaller than it is now, but it's still a pretty small town. Most most of the reason it's on the map is because people go through there to get to Tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they got their Walmart back in, like, 2000-something. <laughs> pretty sure I stopped there to get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we stayed there for a few months and then my, uh, moved back down. And I think sixth grade, we, I, we lived in an apartment, but it was, like, seventh and eighth. Hold on. Oh, sorry. So, j- after uh, my parents separated, we stayed in Benson, Arizona for a little bit, and then moved back to Tucson, where we were living with my aunt and uncle in an apartment for a year. And then after that, my mom had moved out on her own and got, <clears throat> sorry, got her own house with uh, her boyfriend she had at the time. And it was in that house I had my first encounter of what people call seeing the light. Ooh, interesting. I was probably about 12, 13-ish, I guess, thinking, you know, I was, because I was in either 7th or 8th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was in, <clears throat> so the way it went, the way the story goes, is I was asleep, and I had one of the classic where you kind of wake up from a dream, but you're still dreaming mm-hmm. kind of scenes, mm-hmm. it felt like. And when I woke up, I was staring at the, the, so my bed, the head of my bed was in the opposite corner, caddy corner to the door, mm-hmm. right? I was laying on my back and I woke up and I was now looking, I was looking at the corner above the door opposite of me and there's just this white, in the, in the, you know, in the dream, it was kind of like a disc, a circle, but it was this white light and can't describe the color, it's just pristine it's not you know like there's 20 million different shades of white right but this is just i don't know it's its own pure right yeah and the, so the pure healing version so i it's weird i, I was like i felt myself like i was lifting up off my bed and <laughs> while laying down feet first kind of going towards this this light and i remember getting close to it and it's not like I was scared but I remember getting kind of close and the only thing I could think of was no and I woke up and I was staring at the same corner in the room and just to me the you know what what made it like it was such a real experience was when I had woke up the first time you know uh, the lighting Everything about the way it looked when I first seen this, when I actually woke up, you know, mm-hmm. it was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's not like I was dreaming that it was, you know, six o'clock in the morning and the sun's just coming right. out and then I woke up at midnight. Like right. it was like the same time, say, like everything looked the same. It was. So now you said you felt yourself kind of float up and float. Toward, do you think you were astral projecting or do you think it was your body? Like, cause that's so when you woke up, you were in your original position, right? Right. So more than likely you were astral projecting, which is the soul, essentially. Um, So weird to think that that happened without some sort of death. Right. You know, like, I mean, that that whole idea of the white light is rare. I went to a different, I went to Alien. Oh, yeah? 
God, well, go that way. I mean, I'm there just, are many people that just yeah. simply believe that that's yeah. what the white light is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like an abduction type experience. You know, you're you're being drawn into whatever, like but, a portal, right? Oh yeah. I, uh, you know, I just I just know that it was white and light, and that's all I know. And I, you felt I, good about it. Yeah, it's not like I ha- like I said I didn't have like a uh, like a sc- I wasn't scared. Hmm. You know. It, if that even really has anything to do with anything, I just never, I mean, I've heard, you know, I, I agree with you. I've heard stories of, you know, abduction and stuff yep. like that. People seeing the light and I, I don't know if it was coming out of the window. It, yeah. I, no, what's know, interesting just, is that you, you described yeah. it as a disc, right? Uh, which really opens up that idea of a portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like more so than just simply, you know, I, I don't. I don't mean to say this rudely, but right. usually, a lot of time, those white light portals tend to be yonic, like very almost shaped like a vagina. Like it's it's like okay. it's almost like that. But this to be circular, completely circular, yeah, almost disc like. It seems more like yeah. a portal as as opposed to a doorway. Right. Well, right. and I mean. We don't really know what you saw, but yeah, you know, this is just our interpretation. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm talking off the top of my yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't don't change your story. No. Like I was almost abducted once. No, <laughs> no, no I, I don't plan on that. But I, I I'm glad to hear the interpretations because I've I've told this story before to some people who I guess weren't as knowledgeable or not not knowledgeable in the right. in that, you know, and they were just kind of like, oh wow, that's crazy, you know. But to hear, (laughs) but that's a cool story, bro. (laughs) But to hear, you know, your opinion or what, how you interpret it, it's 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 enlightening. Yeah, you know, it's no pun intended, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Kind of gives me, I guess, a little bit something to research on too. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah. Um, So I guess you know, sticking with the whole little chronological kind of deal, I kind of how I remember them a lot too so I'd say the next big yeah the next bigger one is you flash forward a few years to um now I have my driver's permit learning uh, to drive uh-oh. my mom had a shout out to my mom and dad here they both are good drivers my dad made it home many a nights because he claimed the car knew his way home <laughs> my I've dad also yeah. my dad also has a robotic car yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know uh, you know talking about that though like i used when i had my first job we i'd ride i rode in and home with him from work and there's a lot of times i'd i'd look over and i swear his eyes were closed he's driving down the road and I'm like, how are you doing this? Stop at a red light. Light would turn green. <laughs> yeah, he'd start going. I, mean, I guess, yeah. but I mean, I don't know. I've just, been so know. dead tired before going home, and I yeah. just, I'm like, I get home, and I'm like, how did I get here? Well, and it's like so many times if I'm going at like somewhere where the first parts of the direction are like going to work, I'll just go to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, autopilot. Yep. But, you know, there's a few times where I was like, hey, you know, pull over. Let me drive. You know, let me drive home. All right. So, my, so and then, you know, he's a good driver. My mom, I'd say she's a good driver. She, the car I learned to drive in is the one I'm going to talk about in this story. But it's also the reason I'm going to say she's a good driver. She used to take me to school sometimes. We get into, it was a Ford Bronco 2, little SUV mm-hmm. deal, stick shift. She'd get in with her cup of coffee and cigarette. <laughs> and we'd start going down the road, and she was 
holding the cup of, cup of coffee in her left hand, cigarette in the right, using that to shift her left foot, you know, on the, mm-hmm. on the clutch, yep. right controlling that, and then her knee to steer the steering to steer, wheel. Yeah. Well, I you, mean, just, you drove a straight line all the way to school, right? I mean, no. <laughs> no, I mean, it, when it came to the turn, she gra- used the right hand yeah. to turn. But, I mean, just even going straight down the road, you know, just over here shifting and drinking yeah. coffee. <laughs> just, anyway, so. Gotta love knee driving. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> so I learned to drive in that car. I'll let her get up and go. We're coming back from one of her friend's house that lived outside, a little outside Tucson. It's called Three Points. Not not very far, but um, the road you take, it's a lot of roads where I'm from in the west are straight, kind of gridlocked. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you got turns and all that, but there's a lot of just straight, like the Eagle song on the mm-hmm. dark desert highway. Yep. Um, so, so it was at night, I'm driving home, and there's a car in front of us. The speed limit is probably 50, 55, if I remember correctly. We're doing like 45. I'm like, hey, can I go around him? Oh, yeah, sure, okay. So I get over in the, other, the lane to pass, and I start getting alongside of him. And as I start getting alongside of him, getting ready to pull, he starts speeding up. Mm. And I can't tell you a, a good exact distance, but in the distance, a car turned out, you know, right under the road into their lane, which I'm in trying to pass this guy. Right. I see this. I see the headlights. So I let off, off, let off, let up off the gas to slow down. I'm probably doing about 65, 70 at this point. Right. Um, I pull up, let my foot off the gas to slow down and then get back over. Well, my mom didn't think that I was doing it fast enough. And not to interrupt the story, but she told me at a later time, her grandparents had died in a car crash and she didn't want to oh, go that same yeah. round. So she, so she, so what she did was she reaches over with her left foot and stomps her foot on my foot under the brake, like stomped it. Oh, no. And at the same time, grabbed the steering wheel and cut it to the right. I'm driving. My mom's in the passenger seat. My, my, my sister, my younger sister, four years older, younger than me is in the back behind me. And as soon as I feel the nose of the, of the car start to go into the turn like my hands clenched as a as a reaction yeah. to like why are you turning yeah. my you know like but i remember as my hands clenched on the steering wheel my vision went white the same white that i told in the previous story mm. and in this moment that was very minuscule in in the length of time sure. felt 10 times longer than probably what it really was right but while there, it was like it was like somebody was patting me on the back, saying, "Hey, everything's gonna be all right." And when I came to, I don't know, I I can't explain this. All I know is my hands kind of just did whatever. And, and even though we're spinning in the road, and when I say spinning, we're actually like still mm-hmm. on the tires spinning, yeah. even yeah. though I'm pretty sure we should have been rolling. Yeah, end over for end sure. and we're spinning and finally you know uh, whatever it stops and we're perpendicular to the road and i put it in neutral you know parking brake on i get out like hey you're driving the rest of the way home i'm done yeah i'm done <laughs> you yeah. wanted it yeah here you go I'm done. <laughs> and so 
this is something, you know, over the years I've heard when there's traumatic events, people tend to forget things and, you know, this and that. It's just, it's, what I find odd is I remember every detail just about of that event so clearly to forget this yep. just doesn't explain anything to me. When I got out of the car, there was no tail lights going down the road. There was no headlights facing me. Oh. The other way, there was no tail lights. Where did the two cars go? Well, yeah, and out there, it's so flat, you'd be able to see for a while. Right, exactly, and that's my point. But there were no cars. Hmm. Where did the two cars go? I'm curious what your mom's recollection of the event is. Does she remember it the same? You know, other other than the white light, obviously, but does she remember it the same? You know, to be honest with you, I never really asked that. I mean, it would be a good thing to... It would be a good start. It might help to, you know, maybe corroborate what what you're thinking, so... And maybe maybe she can make up for that window where you went white, you know, where Well, when Yeah, I mean who knows I, she might have blacked out. I mean yeah. I did I did talk to her a little bit about it before, you know, fairly recently, a couple months ago, a few months ago. And she was telling me that's when she told me about her grandparents dying in a in a car accident, mm. not wanting that and everything and I can't remember if I brought that up. I will be honest with that. I don't remember if I brought that up or asked, you know, like, well, what did you see? Sure. But it's just, you know. Well, and the the other thing is, is is you don't know how much time passed. So there may have been more time passing than you realized, which may have been why you didn't see the taillights. You know, a lot of times, uh, let's say it's a white light. Let's say, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the story of Betty and Barney Hill. Um, mm-hmm. Their big thing is they saw these lights, and then all of a sudden, they were on the road. It was four hours later, right? They're driving. They don't remember getting into the car. Mm-hmm. And so who knows? Something might have grabbed you. You know what I mean? Like, if if we can go that crazy route and yeah. say, <laughs> what if, you know, right. that same possible yep. entity from the white light grabbed you again and moved you and brought you to a later point in time? Yep. Right. I mean... You know, it, it's like the rabbit hole. You can go as far as mm-hmm. you want with it. I The way I just kind of look at it is, is apparently I got two guardian angels looking yeah. after o- over me. And, you know, I, I don't know. That, I mean, that's why one of my mottos is don't drive faster than your guardian angel can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I similar story <laughs> with me with our friend Nathan, you know, flying off. We just seen, uh, what was the name of that movie? Need not need for speed. Um, speed, speed. Oh, it's just called Speed with Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we had just went and saw that movie, and we're driving down Gene Snyder, and we're over <laughs> off of uh, New Cut, I think, or National Turnpike. I don't remember okay. which, but it's like right as it's coming up where the bridge is, and right. the exit had just went off. He looks at me, and goes, "Stay on or get off. Stay on or get off." And I joked and I said, "Get off." Well, I should have known better because he's crazy. Oh wow! And he just whips the truck. We've got the Chevy S10. He just whips the truck over. We just miss the uh, the guardrail. The guardrail, yeah. and so we're flying in the air. And I remember us both on the floor of his car going, whoa! We never felt a bounce. We were going perpendicular to it, so we should have been like going away from the road. But when we both sat up, we were facing the direction of the exit. We were on the road, on the exit, facing the correct way, which should not have happened. We're facing north. We were heading east. Like, I don't know oh, how man. it happened. We never felt anything bounce, bump, mm. nothing. Right. Like, nothing at all. <laughs> so it's like, 
Yeah, I have no idea. I yeah. to this day, well, I have no idea. No, I mean, I've heard that story before, but I never really put it together that you know that you guys were basically put back on the road. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, next story I have is, I guess Iraq. Story oh. that story yeah, that in got, the military. This yeah, is the, this the military is the days. So, what branch of the military were you in? I was in the army, United States Army. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah. So this is the one that grabbed me. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the story that got me on the show. Yes. <laughs> Though, if you'd have told me some of those other ones, it would have worked too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I said, hey, you know, may- maybe we need to just kind of talk this out and uh, not just have a listener story. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm glad. I'm. I've really enjoyed this so far. Oh, me too. Thank you for having me. Honestly. Yeah. Yep. So, Iraq. Cradle of civilization. <laughs> I was literally about a kilometer, give or take, from the Tigris River. I, that's what I was going to ask is yeah. where, where yeah. I, I just finished a documentary called Buried Bible Secrets, and so they okay. were really getting into yeah. that area, right? Uh, especially Babylon and oh, things yeah. like that. I, I'm, you know, if there's one thing I regret, which I didn't have no control over, is I regret not being able to go see Babylon. I've heard people, in I, being in Iraq, being able to go see these famous historical places. Oh, I would love it. Oh, yeah, me too. I, re- I really would, but, I mean, I I don't think I, I... I would never just go there as a tourist. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, think it's not, a good idea. Yeah, There's a yeah. lot of the yeah. Middle East that I'm like, man. Yeah. Well, and it's really yeah. sad to hear that so much of that stuff is being destroyed. Oh, right yeah, so. by, oh, the, by yeah. the ISIS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's just ridiculous. But it's not the first time it's happened yeah. in history. No, it's not. So, I was on a, a airbase outside of Balad. It was known as Anaconda or Mortaritaville. <laughs> you know, the Naval Ordnance Base here in Louisville actually, or, no, well, it's not, well, I don't know. I, I know Raytheon now does. They make what's the Phalanx, mm-hmm. and they, they put a few of those around our base. And what they do is they're designed for naval ships to shoot down incoming, like, I guess, uh, other naval ships' ordnance. But it also works for other this other application called mortars. Yeah. And there's, you know, three or four or something around the base, and they have all these super fancy sensors and all that. And what happens is they detect an incoming mortar, and, like, somehow the computer triangulates on it. And it's a big Gatling gun. Shoots like 50 bullets in like five seconds or something. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, super fast. It peppers the, the sky, the area. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting sight to see. You know, we'd be outside smoking and you'd hear one wind up. And you start looking around like, where is it? And you'd see the tracer rounds go in the air. And then, it you know, obviously it hit something because then it would look like a like a firecracker dud. Yeah, yeah. Just little sparks. Just yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put them there because they called it Mortaritaville because they got mortared all the time. Mm-hmm. And that actually helped prevent a lot of that. But. So. Well, when I first got there, it was probably within the first month of being there. We actually. The base was one of Saddam Hussein's um, air bases that we took over during the push after 9-11, you know, what is that? 
18 years ago. Yeah, 18 years ago. Today we're recording, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 Shout out to all those people that, yeah. that, that work that, too. It's a tragic event. So, one, we stayed in the in actual hard buildings, and over the course of our time there, we were told that we'd be the last people that stay in the actual hard buildings like that, and they wanted uh, soldiers to stay in what they call chews. They're like little, like train cars that they furnish into rooms, like mm. the mobile offices you see on construction oh, sites. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. But we actually stayed in one of the actual buildings that was there, and. Never really had nothing there, but there was a, another, the smaller building off to the side that I had to go in. They, they use it to store our oil. And I had to go in there during the day to get something out, like a quarter oil. And when I went in, I just had this really bad feeling. Actually, I, I'm going to finish this one, but I do have another story I just skipped. But, so... And it, yeah, I, I pushed the door as far open as I could, mm-hmm. and then it just, like, slowly creeped to, like, an inch or two open, mm-hmm. like, barely light in there. I'm using my lighter, my cigarette lighter, as light. <laughs> so, yeah. so let me get this straight. You're using a cigarette lighter where they store oil to see. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's in no, I, I, yeah, quartz <laughs> oil and stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, that's all I had. I didn't have a flashlight, so. It's like the Wally Cody in the dynamite <laughs> tunnel. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm sitting there using my lighter and I'm not, I'm holding my breast to keep it from me blowing it out. I'm trying to read these numbers to find out what I'm looking for. And all of a sudden the flame just kind of goes like, like off at this weird angle. I'm just like, and at the same time, I just got this shiver down my spine. Mm. I was like, I got to get out of here. And yeah. it was, mm-hmm. luckily it was just at the same moment I seen what I needed. I grabbed it and I was <laughs> out. <laughs> So a few months go by, we're doing a transmission job on a Humvee, and inside our actual maintenance bays, we'd have 55-gallon drums of oil, mm-hmm. and uh, it came time to fill the transmission up, it takes about 13 quarts, and my sergeant was like, hey, uh, go get some transmission oil for us, <laughs> and it dawns on me that we just used the last of that drum earlier that day and that meant i had to go back in that building (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just sitting here like oh no and you know so it's that strong of a memory yes wow and and i spoke with him me and him would talk a lot because he was stationed in fort huachuca which is outside of sierra vista Mm -hmm. uh to arizona not too far from tombstone Mm -hmm. and he went and visited there and we would talk a lot about tombstone and stuff and everything So we were kind of on the same page when it comes to this like paranormal kind of stuff, and I, I'm a grown man. I just looked at him. I'm like, "Will you go with me?" <laughs> <laughs> grown man in the military. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Will you be my thunder buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of looks at me, cocked his head, and he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll go get my fla- I'll go get a flashlight and the key to the building." Mm-hmm. And as we're walking over there. I remember him telling me that he kind of thought that they used that building as a as a torture chamber, mm. like when they first took over the over the base. I mean, we don't do yeah. you know. I mean, I'm not in anymore, but 
just to get that clear, we don't torture people. Right. When we, we we don't interrogate them. We question them. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. I know that was a big thing for Saddam, though, is he tortured a lot. Well, yes, he so. did, too. So, I mean, it, it could have been on either side. Either both, side, who knows? Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is... Regardless, this, that's some right. energy that's oh, yeah. going oh, yeah. in yeah. some place. Yeah, and so it was the same night. So I I set, I give that as the backstory to, so you kind of understand the, mm-hmm. the presence of this building. We finished this job. We're done. We're kind of winding down, but... Because we worked nights during the, you know, we worked at night when it was cool, so we didn't yeah. have to work during the day when yeah. it's like 130 there. Right. Um, we're kind of winding down. Me and my buddy, we're we're outside smoking. Um, and there was like a like a hallway, but it was glass on both sides. But anyways, we right outside of that is where we we're smoking, and uh, and you know whatever. So. About 50 feet from there is this wooden building that was like our MWR. You have a pool table or whatever, right. TV stuff in it. And in between that building and the actual hard building was a path, a little four-something foot wide, whatever path. You could, you know, it's not like, you know, you could walk down it, right? Um, so at the end of it, it's about 100 feet away from where we're standing. We're sitting there smoking, you know, about two, three feet apart from each other. And at the, it, it, in sync. Like, it was weird, like, just in sync, without any kind of communication. We both looked to the right, and, it, you know, like, kind of a split-second deal, you know? We both looked to the right, look at each other, look back to the right, look back at each other, and are like, uh, yeah. We both seen it. At the end, towards the end of the building, was this figure that, by judging the distance, was probably about six, seven feet tall. Kind of you know, built looking tight, you know, wasn't mm-hmm. like slender black figure. And when I say black, I mean black, like, like, like Vanta black. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Like there was no color at all to it. It was mm-hmm. a legit black. And, you know, to paint this picture, this wasn't a dark, you know, moonless night. And even then there's lights around up, you know, you could see and yeah, There's two options, really, you could be in. A gray sh- gray shirt and black shorts. I mean, we did have some black stuff, but even then, you would still see it. Yeah, yeah. You would you would see the the figure, like three-dimensional figures, the rolling of clothing right, and all that. Like, right. this was just a black silhouette, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. No color. No, it didn't have the digital, didn't have it. No. And I, I looked at my buddy, I said, I'm... I got to go. So I threw my cigarette down. I run in the hall. I go down the hall because we had some guys that would stay down in that wing of the building. Mm-hmm. I went and knocked on all their doors like, hey, did you just come in? Did someone just come in? What's going on? Like, I just seen something out here. I'm trying to figure it out. Oh, no, no, no. I've been here. I've been here. And I don't know. You know, to this day, I really feel that it, if it wasn't a demon, it was a, a what they call a, a djinn. A, mm-hmm. djinn. Yep. yep. And you know that I think maybe that's a little more fitting given the area I was in. Right. So uh, we did a little research on jinn, kind of prepping for this, and mm-hmm. you know, us the jinn are very, very popular in Muslim literature and Middle Eastern literature. Mm-hmm. But they believe in some, in some regards, that the jinn are very are the three creatures 
made from God. You've got angels, humans, and jinn. Okay. Uh, angels are good. Uh, human are able to choose good or bad, but the jinn are also able to choose good or bad. They are able to kind of... They can always see us, but we can't always see them. Uh, and a lot okay. of times they do choose more. And, and in fact, a lot of people believe that the jinn is the basis of demons. Uh, okay. That they, because they were able to choose bad, that those that went bad are the demons that we are familiar. But the, from what I read, they a lot of times are very tall. They're very, well, you know, it, it's it's the research that you also said that basically the the jinn all, all live in a in a like a different dimension. Okay. Uh, and so jinn is uh, an Arabic word that basically means the unseen. Yeah, or the okay. hidden, or the yeah. hidden. Okay. Yeah. And so they just if they can choose to make themselves visible, but so they're like right now there's jinn walking around in another dimension right um and then they just choose whether or not they want to make themselves known mm-hmm. hmm. and it even says it says they 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 eat they marry they oh, have wow. pets there yeah. they, they, they have social caste and everything so they have yeah. government and everything and oh wow like yeah that but those that go bad are able to do a lot yeah. more with their evil because they have powers that we don't yeah, have and they can like we you know i found that uh, they can impersonate other humans mm-hmm. they can they can uh i guess transform into other animals and, oh, and wow. be all that so yeah it's uh the gen are some pretty cool pretty cool things yeah pretty cool and scary yeah. uh yeah. stuff but it's yeah it's interesting to do that deep dive you know yeah um it's interesting because the good ones are benevolent which a right. lot of where yeah. the genie stories come right. from you know uh this it I just I had a bad feeling after that, and you know, I, really, I, I really had this. It like it was. It felt like a calling, almost, if you will, like something wanted me to go to that building. Mm-hmm. And I told my buddy after I seen, like, when we went back into our area where our room was, and his, you would have to go past his before I could. You could get out of the door to like mm-hmm. even go. And I told him, I said, look, even if I'm going to the bathroom, like you need to stop me. Like I don't. I don't like this feeling. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I couldn't. Um, I can't imagine knowing that feeling and then seeing that gin or seeing that demon and having that feeling realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's 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 got to be insane. Like it, it's got to yeah. it's got to take over your whole body. Like I mean, I, I can't understand to, where shock would come from. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And just, the fact that both of you saw it—that's right. what's cool. Yeah, and, and exactly. You know, the fact because. You know, we we did the classic double take, and mm-hmm. when we looked back at each other, we were both speechless. Like, I, you know, I was literally, uh, 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 and he was like, just kind of shook his, nodded his head, like, yeah, I seen it. And it was like, I gotta, you know, yeah, makes you wonder why it made its presence known, or you know, was that even meant for you guys? Yeah, I mean, maybe you were uh, just kind of bastards. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if I got something that follows me around, you know, being just being real. Whew. Well, <laughs> hate to hate to stop you, oh, but yeah. we got to get rolling. I hear you. Uh, yeah, so for those of you that are podcast listeners, we've got an extra story. So stick around after the end to hear uh, a bonus story from Steven. Uh, and those of you listening on the radio, thanks for tuning in. And man, Steven, thank you so much. Yeah, this has been awesome. Um, and I highly recommend all of the uh, radio listeners to grab that bonus episode when it comes out on Wednesday because uh, that or the bonus story at the end because that's a good one as well. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. Um, but yeah, thank you, Steven, oh. so much 
much. Uh, we would love to have you back because I'm sure we've only just touched the surface of some of your stories. Yeah, that that's only one country. I've been to a few others. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yes, uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to 100.9 FM WCHQ. Remember that uh, we are here every Sunday at 9 p.m. here on the air, but you can also tune in to www.wchqfm.com if you are outside of the radio range and want to stream it, or go ahead and download the WCHQ app where you can take that with you wherever you want and listen to WCHQ all local all the time whenever you want to. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped, Josh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Second one in. Second one in. You got a doozy. Yeah, you got a, you yeah, got a doozy on that one, man. I'm sure we're all going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> uh, so, uh, But once again, I'm going to say it again, Stephen, man. Thank you yep. for sharing your story. Thank uh, you for having and me. And being brave to share it because a lot of people aren't. You know, and speaking of stories, you know, we didn't have time to do a listener story today because it was all listener, yeah. uh, listener stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will always share your stories on here. Just email those to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. Send a story. It can be a small story or send me multiple stories. Or heck, if you're in the Louisville area, come on, we'll have you on. Like, I would love to get, in, get spooky with you. So, uh, but yeah, we're going to get out of here. Um, but as usual, I uh, just want to say thank you again to everyone who listens, uh, to our blanket huggers out there. And uh, this has been Stefan, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, this is Josh. The truth is out there. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, hold those blankets extra tight. We'll see you next time. I mentioned earlier I skipped a story, right? And it's actually kind of an important one, too. Um, so... Back in high school, I'm at, this is when I'm actually now probably like six, seventeen, eighteen. It was it was when I was getting ready about oh, sixteen because I was still going to a certain school. So yeah, it was it was when I was sixteen. I came home one day and I found a Ouija board, and I just went and threw it in the dumpster. I just I knew they were bad news. I didn't eh, know. I didn't. I, I am one of those that disagree with that. But I, I don't I, know. That's just I, what I was told. Yes, and that is a very and depending on how it's used, right. it, it can be used for bad. So, all I knew is I seen that. I went and threw it in the trash, <laughs> and I can't recall if it started before this or after this event. And it, I'll be honest, it just that long ago. But I know that when I lived in that house, I spent more time there than my mom and my sister did my mom would get up and usually go to work about the same time we were going to school and when she got off of work five six whatever that was she'd usually stop see her boyfriend for a little bit and then come home and get home about eight or nine and uh when my sister got home from school she'd usually come in find something to eat and then she'd go to her friend's house down the way so I spent a lot more time there by myself and you know I would set something down on the table in the living room and I wouldn't need it for you know a couple days or something and then when I needed it it was gone and I'd go to my mom and my sister like hey you know you seen this where is it last place I seen it was where I left it mm-hmm. like well it ain't there I didn't take it you know where is it I don't know <laughs> All right, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd tear my room or whatever part looking for it, not find it. And two weeks ago, by bam, right there where I left it on this coffee table. Like, yep. are you kidding me? Yep. 
you know, that happened a few times. Not just, you know. We had cats. We had a couple cats. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes me wonder a little bit. We can save that for another show. Kind of how the Egyptians view cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, and this happened for a while, too, right? So I'd sit on the couch, and where I would sit, I could see down the hallway. And my sister's room was at the very end of the hallway. And I would see, periodically, I'd see it look like a shadow go from, like, one side of the room to the other, like, across the door. And for a long time, I just kind of thought it was a play play of shadows and light by cars passing by. So one day in the summer, it's hot. Got the door front door open, and even with the door closed, like if a car went by, usually you could hear them because like we lived on a corner, so they have to stop so you hear you know the yep. brakes slowing. City buses, you'd hear them coming from a mile away. Right. I see this shadow kind of go left and right, left and right a couple times, you know, and and finally I'm sitting there thinking like, hmm, I don't recall hearing a car go by. So I'm watching TV. I see it go again a couple times. I get up. I go outside. I stand on the corner. And I can see pretty much, you know, the end of each road. Mm-hmm. Each way, all four ways. And I didn't see any cars. I'm like, okay, so maybe it's not that. And I go back in and hear it, you know, it starts going again a couple times. And a couple more times. And I just remember I looked down the hallway and I thought to myself, like, what do you want? And as soon as I thought that, on the other side of the house, a broom falls. That I was the last one to touch. So I jump up, and I look. Behind me is one cat. I'm like, well, where's the other cat? Because their litter boxes are back there. I start getting into the, the dining room, and it was weird. As I look over, and I see the other cat sitting in the chair at the dining table room table where she normally sits if she's not on the couch. I'm like oh crap it's not a cat why did that broom fall this cold rush just like slams me like right through and I'm paralyzed like I can't move Right. and just in that moment it felt like something was trying to take take me over Mm. and I don't know I cannot describe it but to the best of my ability, I fought. You know, like no, like you're not yep. just gonna take me over. Like, oh <laughs> I don't, hell, yeah, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm over here, like no, like trying yeah. to, you know, and finally, you know, I can move and all that, and it was the weirdest thing, really. It was. I started doing some kind of weird, like, dance and chant. Like some Native American words, you know. Like, yeah, like I don't, and really, I, I to this day, I, I don't. For the purpose of this show, I'm going to tell you the whole story. A lot of times, I'll leave that out, not not because I. Well, it's interesting. We just had a very similar story last yeah, really? week. Like, listen to Josh's episode. He okay. talks about his great great uncle doing that. Really, mm-hmm. a lot of times I leave that out just because I don't want people I work with or you know be like yeah. you're just a, a you know you're. No. That's that's their that's how they deal with it. And uh, you know, I just remember like doing this. And it's like after this whole little like chanting kind of whatever, right? It was like I felt my energy building up during it, 
like it felt some kind of energy building up in me and then it got to like it, like it peaked and then like it went out and after that it was kind of like oh oh you know like nothing nothing was there nothing happened and yeah interestingly after that happened after that event took place I would when I would you know because I was still there for a little bit before I joined the military there'd be times that I would come in the house and as soon as I'd open the front door I would get this feeling like something was there but like it like it ran away almost and I, mm-hmm. I don't have any idea what this has to do with any of it if the if that was some kind of a, you know innate kind of I don't know call you know mm-hmm. it just inside the our minds like kind of like hey no I'm yeah. expelling you or something and but it's still there but because I overpowered it it's kind of like oh don't mess with this guy right mm. because you know even even a couple years later you know after I was in the army I'd come home and visit every now and then and I wasn't very you know anyways I'd go into that my that house when my mom still lived there and I it was even two years, even a period of two years, I'd still walk in the house and get that same feeling where it was like something was like there. I was like, oh no, and, and there was, mm. you know. And I, I talked to my sister, and she told me that because we called it the Shadow Man. Yeah. And my sister told me a, a story that you know, it, supposedly it took her over and was taking her to the back of the house, and that's kind of all she told me. So. Mm. Well, <laughs> hate to hate to stop you, oh, but we yeah. gotta get rolling. Um, I hear you. 